Welcome in to the Sound of the Loons, presented by Alina Health Orthopaedics. Callum Williams alongside Kindra D. St. Aubin, as always. A very special show for you today, coming from the Mount Airy Boys and Girls Club in St. Paul. Because today, it's all about the MLS All-Star Game, uh, which of course is taking place here in Allianz Field. Uh, we'll talk to the Deputy Commissioner of Major League Soccer, Mark Abbott, shortly, Kindra. But first, before we do that, there was an Open Cup game over the last couple of days. Minnesota United advancing to the fourth round of the Lamar Hunt US Open Cup after beating Ford Madison. What did you make of the game? Well, I think first and foremost, they took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. And we can say that about all MLS clubs that are playing in US Open Cup against lower division teams and lower division opponents. But as we also saw from the results, that didn't happen everywhere. Not every MLS team was able to come away with a victory. So I thought that the players that were put on the pitch were deserved of the time, deserved of the goals. Um, It was very, I was going to say crappy night. I don't know if we can say that, but the weather was horrendous. Mm. Uh, the wind was blowing, the rain was whipping, the supporters were there in full force. And I think ultimately the important thing was that they capitalized on their moments. They didn't let anything uh, get them frazzled because there was some physicality to the match, some confrontations on the pitch, you know, Brent Coleman kind of defending himself and others as well. So I loved that other guys got the chance to make the start, make an impression. And they're true first teamers that were getting the start. So we're not talking about a B squad out there, but I think that Minnesota did exactly what they needed to do, go on the road to Ford Madison and get a win. Completely new 11 from the side that played in Major League Soccer in that victory over Colorado Rapids last week. Um, In your opinion, those that were given the opportunity, who perhaps gave Adrian Heath a thing or two to think about moving forward? Well, I think for me, it's Adrian Anu in the sense that, and again, I now he's played in a couple second division games. He played with MNUFC two and scored as well last weekend. We see him work every day in training and the effort and the energy that he's putting forth on the pitch. He doesn't look like he's dropped. He doesn't look like he's, you know, upset uh, outwardly that he's not getting the start, even though he's our DP number nine. I, I think it's important that he played in that role as the number quote unquote 10 that he likes to play, that he wants to play underneath the starting forward. And he got a goal. And, um, you know, I, I think he wants to be a part of this group moving forward. And what I think it does for Adrian Heath is it gives him another option. We can talk about depth of quality of this roster. It gives him another option, whether it's as a forward, whether it's starting in a wider position in like a fourth or four, three, or it's starting under underneath the starting forward in the play in in the position that we saw him in the US Open Cup game. So to me I think Adrian Anu um, is gonna, you know, make Adrian Heath think about things and not necessarily saying he should be the starting number nine, but how does he get in the mix? How does he even come off the bench? How is he a first choice off the bench if he's not in a starting role? One of the highlights of the night was seeing the return to the first team fold for Chase Gasper. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. I mean, it was like, you know, Chase right back into form, gets that yellow card early. But (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, that was, I can only imagine the butterflies and the jitters and the excitement that he had coming onto the field, probably like a little kid in a candy shop to get back out there. We've seen him at training over the last week and the energy, um, everybody can see his nice tan um, coming back from his his, uh, stint in Malibu at, at the rehab facility at the... So I I just am so happy for Chase. I thought it was awesome. Um, His smile is infectious. His energy is infectious. And I think that um, everybody loved seeing him out there. 
And it looks as if, according to this morning's Open Cup draw, we'll be seeing more of Colorado Rapids as well. Yeah, just what everybody wanted. Um, but you know <laughs> what? It, and it's it's tough to really – beggars can't be choosers at this moment. I think Minnesota United, again, is going to have to just capitalize on that moment. You're hosting Colorado. You're not having to travel to Colorado and deal with the altitude and things like that. So most importantly, it's here once again at Allianz Field in St. Paul. It's going to be a beautiful day, a great day to host Robin Frazier and his crew. And uh, who knows what 11 – and each team will bring out there 18, 20, whatever they bring on the roster. But I think it's important that they continue to capitalize and try to win this trophy. So before we do go to break, because next up we will hear from the Deputy Commissioner of Major League Soccer, Mark Abbott, about the MLS All-Star game here in St. Paul. Um, I know this weekend is coming thick and fast. Minnesota United hosting Chicago Fire. The games continue to come thick and fast. It's that time of year for sure. Uh, You're on the commentary for ESPN. What are you looking forward to most about that game? Well, I think everybody has been asking me and even my family members, is Shakira going to play? Because I think that's mm. an important one for, for Chicago Fire. They've struggled to score goals. It's been their defense that's been picking them up. It's been Sloanina, their goalkeeper, that's been holding firm. He's got, I believe it's five shutouts on the season. He's 17, 18, nine, whatever. Is he 17, 17 now? Yes, he was already signed when he was like 14. So mm-hmm. I think for him um, to, to continue to hold firm, he's trying to make his place in the U.S. men's national team. As we all saw, the Poland national team coach was there the other night at the Open Cup game um, for Chicago Fire, so he's going to have a choice ahead of him, but they are struggling to find the back of the net. They are struggling to score goals, Chicago Fire is. So for me, it's really about, once again, stopping that attack, keeping uh, Shakiri off the ball, whether it's on set pieces or other things that he tends to create if he is in, in the match, and ultimately just trying to continue on with the form that you've created for Minnesota, carrying over from that last MLS match in which you finally scored more than one goal and they got three on the night. Okay, when injury takes you out of the game, it's time for your team to step up. At Alina Health Orthopedics, you'll get expert care backed by a whole health system of providers with convenient locations, virtual options, and an app that gives you 24-7 access to your records, test results, and care team. You're always close to the care that you need. Schedule now at alinahealth.org slash ortho. Welcome back to the Sound of the Loons presented by Alina Health Orthopaedics. Callum Williams alongside Kindred D. St. Aubin. And as we said in the opening segments, very special show today. It's all about the MLS All-Star Game taking part in St. Paul, Minnesota at Allianz Field. So we thought we'd bring on a St. Paul native. Uh, welcome, Deputy Commissioner of Major League Soccer, Mark Abbott. How are you? Welcome back home. Well, thank you very much. Very pleased to be here. Absolutely. It, it's exciting. It's really enticing. We, we, we all know how wonderful Allianz field is on on a match day we are very fortunate to experience it most weekends but you personally must be so excited with what's ahead given the fact the all-star game is here in your hometown yeah it's it's really uh, wonderful i was thinking about it on the flight in this morning you know my father was asked to start the youth soccer program in our area of uh, saint paul in 1974 and so i've been watching the growth of soccer in this region for almost 50 years and uh, I was a ball boy at the first uh, Minnesota Kicks game. Uh, I watched with great pride when Minnesota United launched in 2017. I couldn't believe it when Allianz Field opened such a beautiful, incredible stadium. And now to see the All-Star game here is, is uh, really a great moment for the sport and to see 
how far it's come in, in that period of time is really, uh, really special for me. What a nice parting gift for you after 30 plus years at the yeah. league. I, you know, you were employed number one at the league. So to have the all-star game, pretty much, let's just call it in your backyard from yeah. where you grew up. Do you Manny Lagos ever get together like trade stories? We, on we the, do. The yeah. <laughs> we see one another and we talk about uh, that. And, and, uh, you know, occasionally I, I, I know, uh, Alan Merrick who used to play for the kicks. Mm-hmm. And so we'll run in from, from to people from that time. And uh, a friend of mine from high school, I was exchanging texts with him yesterday. And I think he might have the largest collection of kicks memorabilia for some reason. I'm not sure what caused that to happen, but uh, huh. he, he bought out an entire collection from someone. So uh, yeah, there are a number of people we keep in touch with around town. Wow. This is so unbelievably special for, for all of us here involved with Minnesota United, but for you growing up in, in these parts, did you ever envisage something like what we have here at the moment? No, you know, we, we were excited uh, when the kicks launched in, in 76, and it captured the imagination of the community, and then unfortunately it went away, and uh, my connection to the sport really ended at that point. I was a young lawyer, uh, and I was working for a guy that was running the World Cup in the United States in 1994, and one of the reasons that the World Cup was awarded to the United States was to promote an interest in growing a new professional league. And at that time, uh, when I got involved, I remember thinking about, well, in Minnesota in the mid-1970s, we had these moments of success, and if it could work in Minnesota in the mid-1970s, by the mid-1990s, given all the changes in the country and the development of the sport and the youth boom and uh, the great players we were developing I thought it can definitely work now Uh, it took us a while to get back to Minnesota um, we were very fortunate when Dr. McGuire and the ownership group came forward, uh, put together a really compelling bid to bring us back here, and then ultimately built what was Allianz Field, which is uh, just spectacular. When you take a look around where we are today at the Mount Airy Boys and Girls Club and also just St. Paul having to drive from the airport in Bloomington to get here, and you drive right by Allianz Field and you get to kind of experience it in the daytime and the nighttime when it's all lit up, whatever it might be, and you talk about having the all-star game here, what does that mean for for the Minnesota community having the MLS All-Star Game. Yeah, it literally brings the spotlight of the world uh, onto this community and, and what it's done in this sport. But beyond that, as you know, the, the All-Star Game is not just about a single match. It's a week-long celebration, events in the community, uh, events for the community, contributions and work that we do here. And so I, I think it's just an opportunity to show the world what's happened here in Minnesota over the last several years. And, and that's a really exciting opportunity. People aren't thrilled with the spectacle that is Allianz Field on a match day. But in terms of footballing culture here, Mark, how proud are you as a native here of what it has become, but, but also how proud are Major League Soccer of what it's become here? Yeah, I think that the supporter culture that we have is one of the defining elements of our league. And uh, what we have here in Minnesota is really special. And when uh, the supporter group sings Wonderwall at the end of the match, that's just a really moving time. And uh, it, it does bring chills to you. And it it just shows that what our clubs mean to our communities and to our fans. Uh, and that's demonstrated each and every match that we have here. Uh, we're going to have a, a press conference here, you know, in a few minutes. And one of the things I'm going to talk about, though, is I was also here for the Honduras game uh, in February. It's a good Minnesotan. I, I just had to come out for that. And <laughs> when I was out there, even the Minnesotans were cold. And I thought, okay, we've really achieved something here. Uh, and then I began to think, you know, we're going to have our All-Star game on August 10th. And the swing in temperatures between the February 15th and August 10th probably could be the greatest swing in temperatures we've had in the history of any two matches that we've played. So uh, it'll be uh, neat to see. When you also look at not just the history of soccer in Minnesota, but in this league, having you having been employee number one, did you think that this league 
would get to where it is today when you see the expansion? Yeah, you know, I, I masked that with some frequency. I was I was fairly young when we started, and it's hard to think out 30 years uh, in advance. But I, I think it's fair to say it's exceeded what we thought at that time in every way. The, the stadiums that have been built, uh, the players that uh, have come through our league, the development efforts that we have. You know, we're seeing a real golden age in our development systems. You see it, the contributions that they're making to the national team. You see it in the worldwide interest that our young players have. You see the contributions they're making to the first team. Uh, and so this is a very special moment and particularly leading up to the 2026 World Cup. And I think there's a certain symmetry that we began as a league essentially growing out of the 94 World Cup. And I think the 2026 World Cup will be a capstone where we can really show the world what we've achieved and what is a relatively short period of time. In your opinion, to get to this point, to where Major League Soccer is, what, what was the defining moments? Yeah, there were there were a number uh, of defining moments along the way. Uh, we, when we started, um, you know, it was like any startup, and it was very, very difficult. But we had uh, a, a time in the early 2000s when Commissioner Garber first joined the league uh, where we made a, a series of strategic decisions that laid the foundation for the growth that we've seen uh, since then. Certainly Beckham coming to the league was uh, an important moment. I think uh, it... Uh, uh, introduced us to people who may not have uh, noticed the league before, and and uh, uh, I think a lot of people sort of began to experience the league at that point in time. I think the 2002 World Cup, when uh, the U.S. did very well, and we would argue came a handball away from going into the <laughs> to the quarterfinals, a incorrectly called handball away from uh, going into the uh, the quarterfinals, and, and a lot of those players were MLS players, and I think that drew a lot of attention. So those were some key periods of time, uh, and then really the experience in the 2000s, uh, 2010, the round that Minnesota came in starting in 2017, and the, uh, the in, not just the investment in the teams, but the investment in the infrastructure. You know, we, we started out our name as Major League Soccer, and to be a Major League, you have to have Major League infrastructure, and that's, uh, that's what our owners have done, and the investment has been incredible. So when you look at your 30-plus years with the league, do you have a, a singular moment that you can say was something you're most proud of in your specific position and something that was your most challenging maybe moment? Well, I, I think the thing I remain the most proud of is that we started it, uh, you know, and, and there was a, uh, a lot of uh, skepticism, uh, really, when we were going to, uh, my wife collected a series of the articles that were written in 1993 and 1994 and framed them for me that expressed pessimism about it. You know, and originally, we were going to start the league in 1995, and uh, right after the World Cup and ride the crest of the wave, and we decided sometime late 94 that it wasn't going to be possible to really start in 95. We needed another year in order to, to launch it in the right way. But we didn't want to announce that yet. We wanted to roll that out in a, in a, in a timetable that made sense. And so I was thrown out there as a spokesperson, and I was asked, is the league going to start in 1996? I said, no, absolutely not. We're starting in 1995. <laughs> we have way too much momentum. And then the next day, Alan Rothenberg, who was the guy that I worked for, said, of course, we're going to start in 1996. What do you think? We're idiots. <laughs> and so uh, USA Today did a, uh, a, a story on the top 10 stupidest statements of 1994, and I was number five. <laughs> it was one of those who said. And so my wife has, I have that framed in my uh, home office. So, you know, it was, uh, it was a challenging time, <laughs> but a fun time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, talking of, of challenging times, Mark, one of the things I've always wanted to ask you, you yeah. and the commissioner as well, is that there were really dark times, particularly 
in the, the early 2000s. Yeah. How, how did you get through that process? Because at one stage, yeah. it looked like it was going to be pretty bleak. Yeah, it was. It was a very challenging time. And uh, uh, two things, I think, really got us through it. One is that we had an ownership group that was very, very committed. Uh, so we had the Kraft family, the Hunt family, uh, Phil Anschutz, and when you have a group like that that sees the vision and the long-term commitment, they were open to a plan. And Commissioner Garber uh, led an effort where we put together a plan that said, hey, there are some challenges, but if we do the following things, we can make this work. And out of that period of time uh, came the, the platform or the foundation for so many things that we see today on the commercial side, the starting of Stock United Marketing, ultimately the rules that led to the player development system that we have, some changes in the way our league uh, governance worked to en- encourage people to build stadiums. Uh, and so many of the things that we see now came out of some of those decisions that we made, made then. Now, uh, obviously, there's been a ton of investment and in execution since then and a really a lot of important decisions have been made along the way. But um, we were fortunate to have the ownership group that we had and fortunate to have the commissioner with the, the vision to, to show, show what could be done. You talk about owners, you talk about rules and, and salary caps and youth development and all these things, but how much do you enjoy getting into the community and seeing the effect that these kind of events have on the community itself? We're going to see some of the, the girls and boys here at the Boys and Girls Club today. How much do you love actually seeing that oh, effect? Yeah, how, how can you not? We, you know, we, we, uh, when we opened the uh, Allianz in 2019, we had an event that Tony Sana put on uh, that was a youth event, and it was just so great to see. And it, 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 you know, when we started, when my dad started uh, youth soccer in in uh, on the east side, uh, um, we had 33 kids. You know, we had three teams, and so one team had to take every other week off. Otherwise, there were, you know there was nobody for them to play. And to see it grow to the thousands and the thousands, and to see the kids play is just such an amazing. Uh, thing to have witnessed, frankly, and it's it's uh, it's tremendous. Goes without saying, really, doesn't it, Mark? But the the youth developments in this country has come a very very long way. Yeah, it remains absolutely pivotal to the growth of this league. Yeah, you know, we started in two thousand seven. Uh, there was so much focus on some of the changes that we made that allowed uh, the Galaxy to bring Beckham into the league. But at the same time, we adopted a series of rules that incentivized teams to invest in player development systems, and so every team has an academy. You probably saw last week in the GA Cup, we won at the U15 and U17 level against international competition. And uh, that all grew out of a series of decisions that was made 15 years ago. And the uh, commitment and long-term investment that our owners have made, and we're starting to see the fruits of that really now. You take a look at, again, what's happening at the national team, the contributions of those players, the interest from abroad, the contributions they're making in our league. So uh, it is the future for us, um, and uh, it's the most important development that we've had in the last several years. You talk about the future for soccer in the United States, and you talked about 1994 and trying to springboard off that World Cup. Well, 2026, you mentioned it. What do you see your future looking like, and what do you see the future of soccer looking like after 2026, not to jump past the World Cup this year, but the one that's being hosted here in the United States. Yeah, look, we have a very bold vision to be one of the top leagues in the world. And and in many ways, we've achieved many elements of that. If you think about our fan experience, our infrastructure, and uh, our our competitiveness has grown each and every year. So we're well on our way to being able to do that. And and that's the future for where we're going. So 
Um, I, I just see continued growth for us, uh, continued interest for us. You know, we have all the wind at our back when you think about uh, youth, you think about the changing demographics of this country, uh, you think about the globalization of, uh, of the world and our sport, and uh, everything lines up to support what we're doing. A couple more questions. We know you're a very busy man, so appreciate the time. <laughs> sure. What are you most excited about then, about the, the week leading into the MLS All-Star game? Yeah, so I think there's a number of community events that we're going to talk about that we're doing. And so it, it's important to us that this isn't just the carnival that comes in and leaves town, that there's a some sort of lasting impact that's made. And I think we're all committed to that. And I think that that's really important. Um, but the match itself... As you know, 20 years ago, we decided to, to have a different type of format, not the traditional East-West, but we play against international competition. And that brings an extra dimension to it, and the matches are competitive, and frankly, they're fun. Uh, and uh, so I look forward to the match itself. When you look at the competition, without naming who the competition is, how does that selection process take place when you're looking yeah. at the international competition? So, you know, we, we try and think about um, what's going to provi- provide the fans the most compelling match and experience. We have a great network. We're, we're very integrated into the international uh, world at this point. And so uh, we have great contacts with all the clubs, with all the leagues around the world. We're involved in something called the War- World League Forum. Uh, Commissioner Sitz is one of the chair people of that organization, which represents all the leagues throughout the world. And so we you know, have a lot of really good conversations with, with clubs about what we think is going to be the most compelling match for our fans. Can we talk to you about... Soccer for a second, because sure. I feel like yeah. we're all fans here, aren't we? We all watch <laughs> yes, the league, and yes. so yes. Um, what, what have you made of, of the season so far? What are some of the, the standout moments for you? Oh, well, you know, I think that uh, uh, clearly a standout moment uh, would have to be Charlotte and, and the opening game that we had down there. The atmosphere was incredible, but it wasn't just the atmosphere at the match. It was going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago. When we walked around downtown Charlotte, everybody had their jerseys on. Uh, it was... You, you could just feel the excitement and the um, the pride, frankly, they had their community uh, and in their team. And so that was really a really wonderful experience. Launching MLS Next Pro, our new league, was a really important moment for us uh, because we had a hole in our player development pathway between the academies and our first teams. And so launching that, I think, was a really great moment uh, uh, for us this year, and um, that's going to really serve us well going forward. When you look at what the future holds, just even in this season yeah. for you, how do yeah. you put a bow on on your thirty plus years? How do you cap that? Yeah, well, I, I for me, it's to continue to just uh, keep doing what I'm doing and to uh, enjoy every minute of it through uh, and, until we have MLS Cup at, in a little early this year in November, and then, <laughs> and then uh, we're all fans of the World Cup, and, and we're hopeful that we do well there too. So now that you're calling it a day with Major yeah. League Soccer, can I ask you, does this make you a Minnesota United fan? Yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to answer that yet? I, I'm not allowed to answer that yet. <laughs> we'll take that as a yes. Wait, wait. So I, what, what I can tell you is I'm, my, my family is originally from Burnley, and I am a Burnley fan. Mm. And we are having a difficult year this year. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies for that. Uh, Deputy Commissioner Mark Abbott, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, my thanks to Kindred East St. Auburn, as always, and our expert button presser, Andre Correa. Uh, the MLS All-Star Game presented by Target is coming here to Minnesota, August 10th. All of us here simply can't wait. You've been listening to The Sound of the Loons presented by Alina Health Orthopedics.